The Bible says, do not love the world, do not love the things of this world. And if you love the things of this world, then that means you do not like the Father. But we have to understand that there's a difference between loving the world and loving the people in the world. You see, when the Bible says, you know, many times in the New Testament talks about do not love the world or, you know, the world this, the world that. But you have to understand the context of everything where it's not talking about don't love the people of the world. It's talking about don't love the ways of the world. As it even talks about in verse 16, where it refers to the things that are in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. We're talking about sinful living, sinful lifestyles. We are not to love sinful lifestyles. That's what the word is teaching. We are not of this world does not mean that we now have an excuse to ignore the chaos of this world. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, all over the world. Good morning. It is Monday here on Church Boy Confessions. He will direct your path. So what's there to fear again? Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for tuning in once again to the Church Board Confessions Podcast, episode 107. I'm your host, Emanuel Heke. Um, welcome to a new week, a new day, and a new month. It's August. Um, I hope you guys had an amazing month thus far, and I hope you guys had an amazing last month and last week and so on and yesterday. Um, yeah. I uh, wanted to start off by announcing, you know, something very big, unassociated. August 26th. This is our month, guys. This is our birth month. Um, August 26th, 2021, we will be turning officially three years old. Um, So we're going to have our annual Define the Days of Your Youth campaign. If you are new to the community, because I know a lot of people are new, like this past year, a lot you know we've grown a lot and you know maybe people aren't really accustomed to what we do but every year around around that time um this this year is going to be from august 22nd i believe to august 28th sunday to saturday um we will be having our define the days of youth campaign which is an annual campaign where we choose a topic to really highlight last year was walk by faith um, we choose a theme and, you know what I'm saying, we just do an entire campaign around it. There will be an apparel drop. This week, this year's theme is going to be the duplexity of love, sacrifice, and service. So I'm excited for people to hear about that and hear from you guys because a part of this campaign is going to be you all. Um, and the reason why I want to announce this right now is because um, what we want to do is collect clips from you guys. You know, any of you guys have something to say. Um, specifically answering the prompt. The prompt is tell us about the time you realized how much God loved you. If you're interested in being part of this campaign, we'll you know potentially post your video on our social media platforms and everything for everybody to hear your um, testimony. Um, send in a 50 to 55 second video to us. You can email it um, to community at un-associated.com or you can um, send it to us in the DMs on Instagram, which is UN underscore associated. So, yeah, please, 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 if, if you want to get that off your chest, tell us about a time that you discovered, you truly realized and acknowledged how much God loves you. We want to hear about it. The, the rest of the community needs to hear about these things, and we want you guys to be a part of this campaign. So send in those videos. The deadline to where uh, we have to like stop receiving videos, I believe, is uh oh i didn't write it down the deadline is august 14th so we'll be you know looking to receive you guys the videos up until august 14th 
Um, and, you know, because we have to prepare everything for the week of August 22nd to August 28th. That was correct. So, yeah, send in those videos, guys. Please, please, please. I, I want to hear from you guys. We all want to hear from you guys. Um, it's you guys' turn to speak. So, let me close this drawer. So, let's get into it. Um, today is going to be a really cool episode, I think. We got an Ask Church Boy um, submission. And I'm, I will be the first to say that I have not really been promoting this feature of the show where you guys can, you know, submit your questions and topic suggestions that you want me to talk about on this episode. My bad. If you have any questions or topic suggestions, then please reach out. You can send in your question. You can type it. You can even send in an audio file if you like your voice um, and ask a question or, you know, suggest a topic. You can go to www.unassociated.com slash askchurchboy. Um, and yeah, I'll get it. You know, I'll go through it and I'll study it and I'll come to you with some type of answer unless I don't know the answer. So then I'll just have to, you know, see what that might be. Um, or I'll probably just, you know, get back to you personally. Um, there's still some that are pending. I know, like I said, I need to do an episode on music. I've gotten the the submissions. Whoever you are, just know that, you know, that's it's been multiple people. So <laughs> um, that's coming. But today I wanted to do this um, Ask Church Boy submission. And here's what it says. Hey, Emmanuel, I have a question that's been burning in my spirit for some time now. How do you think us, children of God, should approach differences in opinion within our own church? Different generations have different lenses when it comes to how proactive we should be within our community battles and political conversations, especially when it comes to speaking on racial and gender injustice. Should we speak up or brush it under the rug? And I think that this is such a big question and it's been a very big question for many years. Um... But I think it's it's definitely been emphasized in the past year with all the, you know, social justice, um, you know, things that have been happening in our in our both in our community and around the world, honestly. Um, yeah, it's a big one. This is a very big one. Um, I, I see I'm going to break this entire like, you know, submission into two parts where I feel like the first question is how to deal with our differences in opinion in the church. And then the second question is how we should speak. Well, like, should we speak up? against like you know the injustices and so on or brush it under the rug um i'm gonna start with the second question actually and that's kind of kind of gonna be the like brux of this episode i don't know if brux is a word but it sounded good so um should we speak up about racial injustice and political conversations and so on or should we um brush it under the rug and I think that, you know, by political conversations, she's talking about, you know, the political conversations that have to do with oppression or suppression or, you know, that actually harm people. And I'm going to say it like this, man. Um, this is my outlook. This is Emmanuel Heke's outlook. I believe that we children of God are not called to brush any injustice under the rug. Um, I don't believe that there's any room in the scripture to justify us brushing any injustice under the rug. Um, and I and I can definitely see how in some places there are some Christians that become very indifferent when it comes to the chaos that happens in the world. And I'm going to line out the reasons why I think that they're indifferent when it comes to um, things that happen in the world. Um, but I'm going to first, you know, just talk to you about how in scripture I just feel like everything points towards us standing up for the oppressed. 
Um, you look at the parable of the Good Samaritan in Luke chapter 10. You can read that yourselves. But when we look at that, we realize that when Jesus is telling us to love your neighbor, when God is telling us to love our neighbor, it's not just simply talking about other Christians. It's talking about literally anybody in the world. This love goes past the church walls. It goes past the divisions that you might find in the earth, maybe, you know, black and white and whatever. You know, it even goes past um, reciprocity. You know what I'm saying? We don't serve and love people because they're going to serve and love us back. No, they just we serve and love as commandment to fulfill a commandment of God because we actually realize how God has loved us through all of our flaws. And we're going to do the same to other people, even if they don't reciprocate, even if they're not the same as us as us they're on the same team as us um they don't even serve god like us or they don't even serve god at all um so you know let that just be i I think that's very clear in the scripture um ultimately love looks like helping your neighbor um when god has put you in a position to help your neighbor period isaiah chapter 1 verse 17 and this is when god was rebuking judah um says that learn to do good seek justice rebuke the oppressor defend the fatherless plead for the widow pretty straightforward matthew chapter 7 verse 12 this is jesus um says therefore whatever you want men to do to you do also to them for this is the law and the prophets um i mean come on (laughs) i think you know if you're caught in an injustice you know whether it's because you're a woman or because you're black whatever it might be wouldn't you want other people to help you? So, I mean, I feel like, you know, if somebody else is caught in justice and we know that we would want help if we're in that situation, then we should help other people. Um, you know, I, I, I just think we as Christians, I think many of us understand this, but let's just say this for the record. You know, we don't have a license or a warrant to ignore the chaos that happens in the world. But unfortunately, I think that there are many believers today that feel like the only the only business that they have is in the church when that's just simply i don't think that that's backed completely by scripture um and i feel like there's a lot of indifference that some believers have towards the world and i think that you know the indifference comes from three main things of course there could be other things um but i think that from what i've seen what i've observed i've observed that the indifference can come from people taking we being separated from the world a bit too extreme. That's one. A second one is, you know, people thinking that all of this chaos doesn't matter because it's the last days. So it is, it's just whatever. That's two. And the third one is that I feel like actually people may not act. They might not identify with this, but I think deep down there are some of us that legitimately have hatred for sinners. Um, straight up. All right. Which, of course, you know, hating other people our flesh can understand it, but that's not what we were called to do as believers. And because we have the spirit of God in us, right, we should we have the ability to love our enemies. We have the ability to love those that do us wrong or ability to have to love those who have different lifestyles that may, you know, directly oppose ours. But let's talk about reason one and then I'll go to two and then I'll go to three and then I'll uh, answer the second question. OK, separation from the world. All right. I think people take this a bit too extreme. Let's go to first John chapter two, verse 15 to 17. And it says, or actually, I'll give you some time to to open it up. First John chapter two, verse 15 to 17, ladies and gentlemen. Starting at verse 15. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the love of the father is not in him. Excuse me. 
For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it, but he who does the will of God abides forever. May God bless hearing and reading and understanding of his word. In Jesus' name, amen. The Bible says, do not love the world, do not love the things of this world. And if you love the things of this world, then that means you do not like the Father. But we have to understand that there's a difference between loving the world and loving the people in the world. You see, when the Bible says, you know, and many times in the New Testament talks about do not love the world or, you know, the world this, the world that. But you have to understand the context of everything where it's not talking about don't love the people of the world. It's talking about don't love the ways of the world. As it even talks about in verse 16, where it refers to the things that are in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. We're talking about sinful living, sinful lifestyles. We are not to love sinful lifestyles. That's what the word is teaching. We are not of this world does not mean that we now have an excuse to ignore the chaos of this world. Because fact of the matter is this, those people who are unbelievers and they're suffering and they're going through what they're going through. Even believers are, I mean, many believers are suffering going through what they're going through. But let's talk about, you know, the world, right? Unbelievers who are going through what they're going through, right? Fact of the matter is, did you know that Jesus died for them just like he died for you? That for God so loved the world, talking about the people of the world in that context, for God so loved the people of this world that he gave his only son for all of everyone, everybody. And that every time a non-believer wakes up, that is God's grace over their life, giving them another opportunity to hear about him, to believe in him and to and to receive Jesus Christ as the Lord and Savior and repent from their ways. And the fact of the matter is we, me and you, we children of God, we have been commissioned with spreading the word of God around the entire world, right? Which means that, hey, we play a part in this. But how are we supposed to spread the word of God with our lifestyle, verbally, with our actions, if we are separating ourselves from everybody and saying that any bad thing that they're going through is not our business? When in reality, sometimes that's that's the launching pad. For somebody getting to know God, many of you, we've come to Christ. Well, you know, we live in a sinful lifestyle and we didn't know about Jesus Christ until somebody told us when we were down in the dumps, when we were being oppressed, when we were when we were messed up. Sometimes God has given us an opportunity to minister to people, but we're so talk, caught up in, oh, well, that's just the world and the world's just going through what it's going through. The world is going through what it's going through. Imagine if Jesus said the same thing about us. Ah, they're just going through what they're going through because they're sinful ways. But when Jesus saw that, he said, I'm going to come down in the flesh and I'm going to die for them. So we as a church, how can we look at the chaos of this world and just simply say, oh, well, you know, we're separate from the world. They're going through what they're going through because they're sin. No, we should be going, hey, let's spread the gospel to these people so they could turn towards these people because we love those people. We have compassion on those people. And we want them to have eternal life, right? That's 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 it, right? Because we love them. We want them to have eternal life, right? I hope so. Let's remember the goal here, ladies and gentlemen. Sometimes that indifference that you have is actually making you refuse. Refuse what the Holy Spirit is telling you to do, which is to help which is to preach the gospel, which is to show compassion and be there for even the unbelievers that are going through what they're going through. Or anything that's happening in the world, believers or non-believers. Romans chapter 10 verse 14 says, How then shall they call on him and whom they have not believed? 
And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. That's the word of God, ladies and gentlemen. How, you see, God is calling some of us to preach. God is calling some of us to spread the word of God. Because how are these people supposed to to, to believe if they've never heard? Right. In fact, the matter is, man, I believe that a lot of these social, you know, these social justice. um, What do you even what would you even call it? Movements, man, they need Jesus. Because it's not like they're fighting against something wrong, like Black Lives Matter. Like, come on now. Like they're fighting because it's bad things. It's corruption and and so on and systematic racism and so on and police brutality and so on. Right. That's not bad. You're, you're, you know, you're fighting against corrupt government. That's not bad. How, like, and a lot of the times that's, like I said, I feel like that's, you know, people need Jesus in those times, man. You know, but, but we kind of just act like that's none of our business. Nah, that's not right. That's not right. That's not right. I, I think that we do have a place in that regard. I believe that we do, and we can't just write it off. I feel like those are the opportunities that God God gives us to show love to other people and just to like lift up other people in some type of way. Um, and when we don't do those things, man, I, I just feel like, man, that's why you know, in some in some cases, that's why you know people start to have resentment towards the church because they feel like the church is ignoring those things and acting like those things don't exist. And it's like, no, nah, I don't, I don't think so. There are powers and there are principalities. We're in we're in spiritual warfare. You know, our, our our wrestle is not against flesh and blood, but best believe that the spirits, the evil spirits be using flesh and blood to try and, you know, stir up things in the physical realm. And we who are spiritual, we who know the Holy Spirit, we who have the authority that God has given us, man, we should go at it, too. You know what I'm saying? We should be praying against these things. We should be supporting the ways that we can support other people because we love them. You see somebody get killed in the street by the police. Why would you? Why would you turn your back to that? Why would you act like that doesn't matter? Show some love. Man. Uh, Reason two. I feel like some people are indifferent towards social justice matters because they feel like it doesn't, you know, because it's the last days. It all doesn't matter because it's the last days. Um, But here's my issue with that is that, you know, when Jesus is revealing to us how terrible things are going to be in the last days and towards you know his him coming back i don't believe that he told us all those things just to just so we can spectate not like he he told us those things just to know that hey this means that i'm coming back right but nevertheless we we still have this duty to be a light on this world as it says in matthew chapter 5 verse 16 it says let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven you know I feel like a lot of times when some Christians are absent in the social justice realm, right? Like, I feel like in a sense, it's almost like we're dimming our light, you know? And and, and it's like, our light's supposed to shine, man. It could shine in this area as well. That Not meaning that everybody will like it and everybody will respect it. They'll probably tell you to shut up your shut up preacher man whatever but it's just like the fact that hey let your light so shine because if we give you one person in that group of people you know what i'm saying that need that needed jesus and and i acknowledged that i was like wow like this is real stuff right here 
I need to know who Jesus is. The duty still remains. Just because it's the last day does not mean that we're not spreading the gospel around the world. Just because it's the last day doesn't mean that people don't need Jesus and that we're not supposed to be trying to draw them in to, to God through the light that, um, that through his light that shines through us. And I'll even do you one better. You see an injustice in the world and you know that it's wrong. You know that God has put you in a place, in a position to help and you don't do it. Need I remind you, James chapter 4 verse 17 says, Therefore to him who knows to do good and does not do it to him, it is sin. Case closed. Let's go to three. Point number three. I believe there's some Christians that are indifferent towards you know, social justice uh, matters and, and, you know, injustices of the world. Let me say that. Um, I think some, this is not all. Some actually just hate the world. They hate people. They hate people that follow the ways of the world. And um, I'm going to get to, you know, why they might associate a lot of the social justice stuff with worldliness um, but I'm just going to give this passage and it's just going to be very clear. And then I'm going to move on first Corinthians 13 verse, um, one to seven. And then I'm going to jump to, um, verse 13. Okay. Apostle Paul writes, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I have become sounding brass for, or a, or a clanging cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith so that I could remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself, is not puffed up, does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity but rejoices in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Jumping to verse 13. And now abide faith, hope, love, these three. But the greatest of these is love. Case closed. Love. <laughs> all right, switching gears. Um... What I wanted to say, other than what I, you know, what has already been said, is I need to, you know, while I'm talking about social movements and, um, you know, being a social justice warrior in a sense, um, do understand. I, I want to understand. And some people may not may take this the wrong way. I don't care. It's what needs to be said because, you know, like I said, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. There are some dangerous aspects to um, a lot of the social justice movements that exist today. Um, and I think I'd be remiss to talk about, hey, yeah, we should be standing up for people and, and you know what I'm saying, and, and be, and be uh, fighting against oppression and so on. Um, but, but there's a way that the devil has his hands in the mix. And if you're not aware of the way the devil has his hands in the mix, you can end up finding yourself in a position that is on the opposite side of God's. Um, and I'm going to give you some examples, right? Fact of the matter is there are some aspects of some of these movements that are not Christ-like. I'll give you an example with like BLM, right? Now, the people who started it, 
I BLM Black Lives Matter. It's a great movement. It's the right movement. Black Lives Matter against police brutality, against systemic racism or systematic racism. One of those. Amazing. Right. Movement's great. Um, You know, the organization, if you want to follow them, follow them. But you have to understand that there are some aspects to it because these are not believers who started it. Right. Um, where it's like they have their spirituality aspect wrapped into it, okay? So there's a couple interviews where they have where they talk about when they say, say her name, say his name. What that means for them is that they are, you know, summoning the spirits of the dead into the physical realm or whatever, however they explained it. That's not Christ-like. That's not what we do. We do not summon any spirits of the dead. You know, but you're out here doing the same exact things as them, not knowing that you're, you know, participating in practices that they're also, you know, that they consider spiritual, even though you don't see it that way. So just being mindful of that. This is not an episode about condemning their spirituality or, you know, any of that. But it's just being aware that, hey, some of this stuff, the devil has his hands. (laughs) The devil has his hands. And some because, I mean, look, if it's not if it's not Christ like we as Christians are, what are we going to call that? I'll leave it at that. All right. Um, you can look at the women's movement. I know a lot of people. Are, oh, who's the man going to say? I'm I'm going to say what I have to say. You know, women empowerment is amazing. But then there's also some ways that the devil has his hand in that movement when it's talking about abortion. And, you know, a lot of even Christian women these days are starting to fall into this idea that abortion is OK. And it's women empowerment. When in reality, it's like it's the fact of the matter is at the bottom line. And you could turn me off. if You want to turn me off. It's killing babies. And that is not Christ like. You know what I'm saying? But it's being masked as women's empowerment. You can look at LGBTQ movement as well, where it's like, you know, yes, support people who have been oppressed. Definitely. But, you know, I'm saying also recognize that there there are some people in the movement that want to change what the Bible has said about the behaviors. And that's I'm I'm not for any committee that's trying to, you know, um, change what the Bible says about what's sin and so on. Um, You know, we can all be for supporting women we can all be for being being there to support the oppressed whether they're black people whether they're gay whether any of those things but we do have to know that as we are in these social justice movements we ought to be led with the holy spirit and if you're not led with the holy spirit you can find yourself doing things that oh that's where i was that was a line that i wasn't supposed to cross but i've done it because i was being you know led by the wave as opposed to being led by the Holy Spirit. Um, so, like, that's just very important. I, I think that's very important to say. You know, it's not a coincidence that the devil has his hand in these things and he's trying to change people's innocent love into rebellion against God. And, you know, we have to be able to test the spirits and have that discernment in those cases. All right. So, to pretty much give you a summary of, you know, pretty much answering the question, should we speak up or should we brush it in the rug? Um, I don't think that the injustices of this world are something that we should ignore. I think that we ought to rebuke oppression. I think that we shouldn't be indifferent. And if you have been indifferent towards a lot of these things, maybe it hasn't been one of the reasons why I named out. Um, but, you know, it's another reason. And I pray that you ask God to show you why do you why have you been indifferent in this regard? OK, because um, remember, I mean, I'll give you a perfect, this came to me right now, man, like where it's like people saying, oh, it's the last days, so it's whatever, like things are going to happen. Do you know that God told Noah to go and preach 
to everyone and say there's a flood coming. And even though God knew that they weren't going to listen to him, Noah was still commissioned to go out and preach to everyone. This is coming. I'm warning you guys. They didn't say he didn't say Noah separate yourself and never talk to anybody because they're doomed. No, he was still told to go and spread the gospel. That just came to my mind. Sorry. Summarizing, um, definitely ask the Holy Spirit to be with you on that journey and guide you on that journey of social justice, because I'm telling you, there's little traps that the devil has in there. Okay. now on the matter of asking, how do we deal with differences of opinion? All right. I need us to understand that, you know, don't be afraid to debate or correct your brothers and sisters in Christ. Okay, Um, because I think that it's it's very much needed. And is and, um, you know, if somebody is walking in a way that's not right, you have to speak up and say something. Um, Now, let's say it's the differences in opinions that aren't necessarily right or wrong. Maybe people are debating on like secondary doctrine or whatever it might be. Excuse me. As I talked about in, you know, a couple episodes back when I was talking about how, like, I read, I had a reading in a seminary school. I was talking about when you're talking about theology, um, you have to approach it with humility and repentance. And I think that's the same thing when it comes to having difference in opinion with other believers, where it's like, okay, first have humility and make sure you're not arguing or debating from a place of arrogance. Um, And then also have repentance, because if you get proven wrong, make sure that you're able to repent from, you know, what I'm saying the thoughts that you had before and just be real about it. Be humble, you know, be be willing to change your mind when it comes to, you know, certain things, Um, because if you're wrong, then you're wrong. You know what I'm saying? And like um, if if the scripture is there, you test the spirits and be open to the Holy Spirit that is, you know, trying to put you in a certain direction then so be it, you know. Um, But then there's also places where it's not about being different in opinion, but it's about actual like. Oh, like, you know, this person is just straight up wrong. And for those instances, I'll give you Galatians chapter six, verse one. And it says, brothers, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Keep watch on yourself, lest you be tempted. So the reason why I really wanted to read this verse is because, you know, where it said, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. I love how it says spirit of gentleness because when we are trying to correct each other because we're actually doing things that are bad, that are sinful, or saying things that are bad and sinful, make sure that it comes from a spirit of gentleness, not from arrogance, not especially not from anger. Um, and also it says you who are spiritual should restore him, which is really referencing the fact that we ought to be doing this in a manner that is led by the Holy Spirit, okay? Because there are times, you know, not to not to contrast with what I said, where it's like we shouldn't be sweeping things under the rug. But in specific instances and like us moving forward with what we're doing, we're maneuvering towards times. Okay, should I do this at this point in time or should I do that in this point in time? And the Holy Spirit is able to help us navigate what's wisest at different specific points of time. Oh, should I speak now or should I speak later? Should I shut up now or should I shut up later? And so on. All right. Holy Spirit can guide us through that. And, you know, when we're spirit led, trying to correct each other, we do so in spirit of gentleness. And uh, yeah, that's what we got to do. Now, does that mean that everybody listens to you? Maybe they do. Maybe they do not. Um, But I think that after you've done that, you can at least find comfort in the fact that you're obedient, that you're following scriptures and that you were spirit led. And then you also have to, you know, 
realistically, there are some of us that get to that point where we recognize that, you know, this, what our church is saying is wrong. And let me tell you something. If your church is wrong on something, particularly primary doctrine, leave. Emmanuel's saying to leave. All right. Because that's nothing to be played with. Um, and, you know, even there are some Christian, there's some churches that might not be wrong on primary doctrine, but then they try to add stuff on like the Christian nationalists and stuff like that. And it's just like, I can't deal with that. Like personally, I can't deal with that. And I think that that's just flat out wrong. And when it comes to stuff like that, yo, leave, leave. You know what I'm saying? Better that you leave and find the church where you can grow than stay at a church that you're distracted at. Um, but I will say this warning is that, you know, when you're leaving and going to another church, make sure that the criteria of the church that you stay at is not the fact that it's not based on their social justice skills. You know what I'm saying? Because if, if that's the case, then you might find yourself at a progressive Christian church. And we all know how Emmanuel feels about that stuff. If you don't, you can go back to episode 97. All right. So, um, moral of the story is ladies and gentlemen, um, when it comes to having differences of opinion, make sure you approach it with repentance. Make sure you approach approach it with humility. Um, when it comes to social justice, yes, you can definitely, bruh, like if you see somebody struggling in the earth, you do not need permit. Like God has already placed it as a commandment to love your neighbor. And that's an action, man. So definitely stand up for the oppressed. Please, please don't 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 act like that's not your place as a child of God. If anybody on this world is their place, it's us. Um, But then also make sure you're doing so by being led by the Holy Spirit, not by your own wisdom and not by just the wave of, you know, other social justice warriors in like, you know, the world and whatnot. So, yeah, I love you guys. You guys, you know, I'm done. Um, Let's pray now. Okay, Father God, thank you so much for your goodness and your mercy and your love. Um, Thank you, Father God, for this message. And I pray, Lord, that you please be with us, Father God, as we go on our way. Um, When we see injustice in the world, Father God, help us, Lord, to be led by the spirit on how we ought to um, respond, Father God. And let us respond. um, Nothing more, nothing less than what you want us to, Father God. And let your name be glorified and let our light shine that others will, you know, that we the others will see us, Father God, and glorify you. So let your name be glorified in everything that we do and everything that we say and in the life that we live. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. All right, guys. I love you guys. I hope you guys have an amazing um, an amazing week or an amazing day, whatever it might be. And uh, yeah, let's glorify God. Peace. <laughs>